Are you tired of spending countless hours in the kitchen every week trying to figure out what to make and constantly overspending on takeout? My guide, Well Prepped, is here to revolutionize your mealtime routine by offering you the perfect solution. Prep once, cook twice, and enjoy delicious, macro-friendly meals all week long. The food struggle is real. You want to eat well-balanced meals that taste good. You want to make most of your meals at home, but don't want to be a slave to your kitchen. You know you should be eating more protein, but don't know how in the world to get it in. You're overwhelmed with just choosing a recipe you have saved, so you end up getting takeout again. Insert well-prepped, a guide I created to take the guesswork out of efficiently making delicious, macro-friendly meals. This guide provides you with eight weeks of recipes. Each week, you'll prep once for 30 minutes, cook twice, and then enjoy eating all week. That's right. The two recipes will make you a total of six meals. I even made Instacart links for all the weekly groceries you'll need so you don't even need to think about grocery shopping. I'm all about saving time, money, and mental energy when it comes to feeding my family healthy meals, and now I get to share that with you. Grab your copy of Well Prepped at aishazaza.com. And from my kitchen to yours, cheers to eating well and being well prepped. Welcome to the Mindset Mile podcast. I'm your host, Aisha Zaza. For the next 30 days, we're going to learn to build better habits in health, fitness, relationships, business, and overall well-being by making small mindset shifts that make a big difference. Contrary to how it may seem, the path to any success is achieved by taking small, consistent action over time. Someday is not a day of the week, so the time to level up is now, because you were made for greatness. It'll be a marathon, not a sprint, and together we'll take it one step, one mile, one day at a time. Welcome to the Mindset Mile. You ready? Hey guys! I have been wanting to do an episode on the five love languages for a while. I know this is a little different than some of the things we've talked about on this podcast so far, but this is actually a topic I'm super fascinated about and love learning how to apply it to different relationships in my life. I first read the book, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman, probably 11 or 12 years ago now. And I remember first discovering the idea of love being given and received like different languages and feeling like it made so much sense. Maybe you're familiar with it or have heard about the five love languages, but in a nutshell, it's an effective communication tool and way to identify and rank the ways in which you yourself feel most loved, but also understand how those closest to you feel most loved. It's by far the best way to understand how to navigate your most meaningful relationships. The five love languages are quality time, physical touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, and receiving gifts. If you're in a relationship, I would highly suggest taking the quiz to identify what both your primary love languages as well as your partner's. Think of our love languages as actual languages we speak in. If you're in a relationship with someone who doesn't know how to speak Japanese and you speak Japanese to them all the time, that would be incredibly frustrating for them to not understand what you're saying all the time. The same goes with how we give and receive love. Let's say someone's primary love language is acts of service, where they feel undoubtedly loved. 
when you do little things for them, like fill their gas tank, get the house cleaned, or make them dinner, but you spend a lot of energy expressing your love for them by using your words constantly praising them or telling them how beautiful they are or voicing how you feel about them. There's going to be a communication barrier that might lead to a lot of frustration and even unnecessary fights. It feels frustrating to both parties because not only does the receiver feel like they aren't being loved in a way that feels most comforting, but it's also very frustrating to be on the other end where you feel like you're just constantly giving and giving and giving love in a way that feels thoughtful and meaningful. Yet, it may blow over with just a quick, thank you, (laughs) or not received with the enthusiasm or awe that was anticipated. And it's not because of a lack of effort, that's for sure. But more so a lack of understanding of what the other person needs the most out of the five love languages. This is why it's important to learn about the love languages and understand how they rank to your significant other. Because can you imagine speaking a lifetime of Japanese to someone who speaks Spanish? Chances are that once you learn how your significant other feels most loved, that it might be in a way that feels more foreign to you. It'll take awareness and intentional effort to start speaking the love language they understand to improve your relationship. Because we typically give love in the ways we like to receive it. So if you're someone who really values physical touch, you're probably very touchy-feely with your partner, who may not necessarily dislike being touched, but it could fall lower on the rank in which they feel most loved. Or if you're someone who longs for quality time with your significant other, but maybe they love giving gifts and are always super thoughtful to buy you something like flowers, or on your birthday, they go all out and get a really expensive gift. You very well may like it, but would have much rather if they had planned a fun day or weekend trip to celebrate instead. My husband and I have had this conversation several times over the seven years we've been together because like anything, it comes a little easier to give effort to something after you learn it or when you get on a kick But naturally, we fall into our own patterns and routines when life gets busy or too much time passes without a reminder that we need to recalibrate and get back into speaking each other's love language. My top two love languages are acts of service and physical touch, whereas his are words of affirmation and acts of service. When you spell it out, it seems so easy to know what someone's love language is and then make sure to do it on a daily practice. But these things really do take effort, especially the longer you're together or if there's kids involved. There are tons of things that can take your attention and effort away from your relationship. But I am of the belief that your relationship needs to be number one priority because when that is good and healthy, then the rest of the areas in your life will also get the best of you. The trickle down effect is real. And this isn't only helpful to know about your significant other but it's a way to also improve other relationships in your life within your family or your friends or even coworkers. The framework provides a way for you to self-reflect on your wants and needs and then be able to talk about them in a healthy way with your loved ones. I'm not saying this is going to fix every last problem, 
But in terms of self-help and work you can do on your relationships without professional help, learning and applying the five love languages will help build better communication and awareness in your most important relationships. If you haven't already, be sure to head over to themindsetmile.com and download my free journal. It's my gift to you to help you build better habits as we go through this challenge together. And if you're loving this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you rated, subscribed, and shared with a friend. Be sure to tag me on your walks or runs at Zaza and hashtag MindsetMile. That's all we have for today, my friends. Remember, the big things don't happen overnight. It's the small things done consistently that make the big things possible. You are capable and you are worthy. Make it a great day.